Happy Halloween, Stephen. Happy Halloween, Erica. I don't even know what that was supposed to be. I, 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 I um, it's a low key Count Floyd from SCTV <laughs> Dracula kind of voice, I suppose. Okay, sure. I, I didn't know if you were trying to be Van, what's his name, in episode two of Fury from the Deep, which we just watched. Van Lutyens is played by John Abenary. No, I don't know. I don't know what the Dutch accent is. Um, I don't know if John Abenary knew either, but he's my <laughs> only source on this so far. So, um, But yeah, he was in this and he was Dutch and he was warning at the end, something's down there in the darkness, in the pipeline waiting and then it ended. This was a very appropriate episode of Doctor Who to watch on Halloween. I was thinking earlier today, oh, we're going to watch some Doctor Who later. It's too bad we didn't, like, save something, you know, jump ahead to, I don't know, something spooky, Image of the Fendal or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but turns out, this is just fine. Holy moly. Yeah, I couldn't remember uh, the scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it right now because um, I knew it was a censor cut mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember if it was in this episode or episode three or another episode but then once uh, Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill turned up at Maggie Harris's flat I realized oh boy yep we're into this and you you were you had a reaction to that yeah they were instantly super creepy I mean you didn't even need to see them moving like just the their posture the look on their faces their voices and it super duper reminded me of uh, Mr. Croup and Mr. Vandemar from Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere like the realization of those two characters is so similar to this that I feel like I mean Neil Gaiman's a big Doctor Who fan I wonder if he saw this when he was a kid like is he old enough to have seen it live I think he is so yeah I find it impossible to believe that at least subconsciously somewhere in his psyche that these two characters did not uh, heavily influence uh, Mr. Croup and Mr. Vandemar because holy mackerel I had the same like just like twisty like Mm -hmm. my shoulders are going up around my ears sort of reaction and only one of them speaks only Mr. Oak speaks Mm. the taller one Mr. Quill does not I don't know if that was the case in Neverwhere no they talk to each other in Neverwhere right Mm mm-hmm yeah, but they're just sort of silently, and yeah, Mr. Oak <laughs> has this weird, overt friendliness to him, which is yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, the gassing scene where they they breathe gas out of their mouths, and it was too much for Australia, which is why we get to see this clip today. Thank goodness. I mean, I remember when we were watching the Macro Terror, being like. You know, I I was happy that we got to see some clips of of the moving crab, but I was like, really, Australia, that you cut this out? But here, I was like, okay, I understand. This was that was proper scary. It was also a really neat camera move because it starts on the mirror with her brushing her hair, and then you see them like kind of like behind her, and then the camera backs away and swings around to them, and like it was just, I was very impressed for. Um, knowing how big and how difficult to move those cameras were that's uh that's some pretty sweet work there and then it was creepy as can be like like directly into their lip lined mouths and it looked like they had like tooth black kind of like around their teeth a little bit to make mm-hmm. them stand out more it was oh it was very creepy and then it it was the um i think probably what what it was the most creepy was mr quill's expression like his eyes mm-hmm. like bug yes. out of his head it looks like bat boy in a way you know yeah i thought that was a special effect of some sort but no he just he just looked like that which knowing that that wasn't the cgi or something made it 10 times creepier wow 
What a performance. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't I don't remember the actor's name. I honestly don't remember if they appear in the story again. <laughs> he has no lines in the story and yet he creates like the most memorable Doctor Who villain just by opening his mouth and bugging out his eyes. Yeah, yeah. wow. That was that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited that we got to see some moving pictures. Although I have to I have to <laughs> The first episode was a reconstruction as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Because, like, memory is a weird thing. It's been a while. I don't know exactly how long since we watched the first episode, but, like, I had forgotten that it was a reconstruction. Like, I'm picked, I, I felt like I could picture scenes in my head in motion. So memory is a, it's a tricky, funny thing. I, I think the first episode of Fury from the Deep just so entranced me mm-hmm. that I ended up with just sort of this I don't know this, this vision of the whole thing playing out in my head even though I didn't actually get to see it moving I legitimately had forgotten that it was a reconstruction well the, the to be fair the very first scene is of the TARDIS landing on the water oh. which they took from the war games I don't know if like oh it's moving and maybe that's no 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 like when I think about it I think I just it's weird I can picture these characters talking to each other and walking around and stuff because I think I just yeah mm-hmm. I really like this story so far that's awesome I, I uh, you mentioned the, the the camera move which is really cool and it's tantalizing I it, you know because this is directed by Hugh David and Hugh David I always draw a blank I think he the other story he directed was the abominable snowman which also which only one episode of which exists but it gives you just the sneak peek at perhaps a directorial flair that we don't get to see and we don't we don't know what any other of his work looks like so you can't really picture what the direction you can hear you can see the telesnaps people are talking to each other and you it's funny how your your mind just tells you that we're just watching static shots mm-hmm. but people move across the set and like there's it's a motion it's a motion mm-hmm. picture and we don't get to see that and so whenever we see little like really long sensor clips like that it's like oh it's so tantalizing that it goes away mm-hmm. speaking of hearing Boy, the the thump, thump, thump sound that just keeps going, like, not all the time, because, like, if it was going all the time, you might kind of get used to it, but, like, it will go away and then come back, and I just found that very, very effective in setting sort of the mood and making it creepy and creepier and... Yeah, just, you know, two characters would be talking to each other and it would just be thump, 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 thump in the background. And it's just, I just felt very tense. The use of sound design. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it almost works in a way as a recon because <laughs> yeah. you can't see the action. So you're you're relying on hearing uh, the story more than you are watching it. And so, yeah, you're right. There's just that ever-present boom, boom, boom. From the sort mm-hmm. of like the heartbeat and all we've seen so far is foam and seaweed <laughs> i mean that's the only visible and tangible threat apart from you know apparently possessed humans like oak and quill well and victoria saw something um did we see like a hand or something that looked weird i can't remember yeah i think so uh, i don't know if, if victoria saw it, but we saw it twist the uh right. the oxygen thing in the room that she was trapped in but she was hysterical yes. so we don't need to think of you know take anything uh that she says at, at face value because she's a hysterical woman oh that guy infuriates me yeah um speaking of which i did you notice how little the doctor and victoria and jamie were actually in this episode yeah, it's the, it's like I said before. This is its own sort of science fiction B movie that's happening, and the Doctor and his companions just sort of like have landed in it. Mm-hmm. They're not 
driving the action. And I mean, in this one, they're really barely there at all. I was kind of surprised that they, that Jamie and Victoria accompanied the doctor to Dr. Harris's house. I thought that was weird that Robson would just let all of them go. I assumed that he would say, sure, like you get to go for an hour, mm-hmm. but the other two stay here or something. But no, he, he let them all go. So, so Jamie got to smash a chair through a window yep. and Victoria got to notice that the seaweed was moving. And then that's really about it. The doctor did try to talk Robson into checking the pipes and to, to no avail. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really that's really it. Everything else was uh, other characters moving and shaking and spewing gas out of their creepy, creepy mouths. Yep. Yeah, the doctor isn't even like sort of like in behind, unless of course he is and we can't see it because you know how uh, Troughton is. Sometimes he just sort of like flitters around in the background and you don't quite notice what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little close up here when he's not talking and you know, um, so who knows, maybe he is doing stuff, but we just can't see but yeah it's a it's a weird kind of really in the background <laughs> role for the lead actor of this show yeah yeah you because th- that's one thing that i hadn't really thought about yet but yeah sometimes patrick Troughton, when other characters are doing their thing like he's doing some business in the background that is really cool mm-hmm. and there's no way for us to know that's very sad it is until it comes back of course which mm-hmm. is of course inevitable Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Anything else about the story? Uh, this episode, I should say. I just, I just like it. I'm still, I'm still quite enjoying it. One of them is is moving pictures, though. Correct. None. Not a one. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me that before. There, there are some. Um, More clips. There are some sensor clips, and in episode six, there's different clips which we'll talk about when we get to them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yep. I, now I hope this one every time we watched one that I hadn't seen before I'm like oh now I want this one to come back the most well whatever that's just going to keep happening yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see what happens when you get to the space pirates which is the, <laughs> the last sort of total missing well apart from one episode uh, after this oh no the wheel in space too I suppose but yeah that's <laughs> like keep promising that they, <laughs> I, I'm just really impressed that what, that you've enjoyed the recons as much as mm-hmm. you know the episodes the the audio is is um, enticing enough for you mm-hmm. to enjoy a story. Yep, I mean I w- we turn it up pretty loud so that I'm able to decipher what uh, what the words are mm-hmm. and and yeah I mean I still I still get annoyed by that recon thing where okay we've got these three pictures of this character and we're going to use one of these pictures every time that character is doing something or talking even if the action that that character is doing happened three minutes ago yeah Yeah, i that i i don't appreciate that but i think by this time i've become savvy enough to sort of recognize it so like the first time i see a new picture of one of the characters in the story i sort of take note like hey does this picture match what it sounds like they're doing in this scene if so ignore this picture any other time it appears because Mm -hmm. it's not going to be accurate the, yeah, the, the Underwater Menace DVD release, um, which had telesnap recons of episodes one and four, uh, the re- restoration team were instructed only to do sequential um, telesnaps. Mm-hmm. And so I remember w- we watched it, mm-hmm. and like for there, I think there's an entire scene for which there is no telesnap mm-hmm. like about a 30 or 40 second scene maybe a little shorter and so basically we stuck on the last telesnap mm-hmm. while that whole scene plays out and i remember the two of us are going what's what's mm-hmm. happening and then they cut to the next scene and then they had a mm-hmm. telesnap for that they didn't do anything and so that really showed you how you know 
yes, it's great to have telesense, but often there's maybe only like 60 or 70 mm-hmm. for each 25-minute episode. It's not a lot. And then you factor in how, you know, because I think for the most part, um, John Kira took those uh, to, as a sort of a proof for actors and, mm-hmm. and other people. Hey, here you go. There's proof that you were in this thing. If yeah. you want to like, you know, send it off to casting agents, that sort of thing. It wasn't for recon artists 20 no. years later to make up reconstructions. So that he might have been more focusing on like actor close-ups and everything. So mm-hmm. so that's why we don't get a lot of like the action shots because like well, there's nothing mm-hmm. really happening here. So, yeah. but it, it, it yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, anyway. I, st- I still am I'm a partisan of the uh, the sequential telesnap even yeah. if even if you have an entire scene where there's nothing because I'd rather see that nothing than something that's made up or something that didn't actually happen there I'm just I'm just a fuddy-duddy that way and I own it well I mean uh, there are the I, I did cheat I watched episode one of the wheel in space because I was curious <laughs> the other day to see what the we, reconstruction looked like. We have no rules. There's no cheating. You watch whatever you want. Okay, good. Uh, just to see what they did because um, I just wanted to see how they... And, and how do you feel about like the like Ken Burns effect, so to speak, like sort of like pushing mm-hmm. and zooms into like stuff for mm-hmm. of a telesnap just to, you know... That's fine, actually, yeah. because that's still, that's still the, the... Assuming it's used at the right time, it's the accurate picture of what happened. And I'm... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I like your description of it as the Ken Burns effect because it does... it. it Call, that's what they call it an iMovie for what it's worth. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it lends a little bit of movement and life to something that would otherwise just be a, a very still image. Um so yeah, I'm totally fine with that because it's not it's not altering the timeline of of what happened or giving us a, a false idea of of what would be going on in front of us. Yeah. There aren't a lot of shots of um Bob Harris, I guess. Is it Bob Harris? Um Dr. Harris? Dr. Harris. Because I know the scenes of me, there's like two close-ups of him, one looking off this way and one of them sort of looking up quizzical. And the- his wife too. Like yeah. I, I was, I found myself being a, a little bit actually confused by the telesnaps because I was like, wait a minute, where is she now? What is she doing? And they did give us a couple of captions as to what she was doing. But, uh, but that was one where we kept cutting back to the same sort of picture of her. And then there was a, th- a picture of her with her hands in front of her face earlier, which I thought she was I thought she was doing that at that point yeah. but then later we get that same telesnap of her with her hands in front of her face and a caption saying she's hiding behind her face from yeah. the bright or behind her hands from the bright light and then I was like oh okay maybe this picture actually fits here <laughs> and that's not what she was doing before right. I've been deceived <laughs> it's like you're trying to like piece together mm-hmm. like like you know like the Rosetta Stone when is trying to sort yes. of do the translation of when this shot is for what there that believe it or not that is a um a thing that I think people like they just assume they know exactly where that telestaff mm-hmm. is from but I think in I'm, I might be misremembering but the, I think there's elements of it, oh, no it was the Hartnell um, is Feast of Stephen when Robert Jewell took like 19 images from that because he was in it and there's a, there's a one particular image where William Hartnell's actually turning towards the camera and that, that made mm. people think that oh my god did like Hartnell do this the whole episode so that the very end when he says in a Merry Christmas to you all, all you at home <laughs> is that just a continuation of a theme that he's been doing that like doing little like wry looks to the camera the whole time uh, and then I think there's another time in the enemy of the world where I thought oh no this telestamp actually begins there anyway it's 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 putting together a puzzle it's kind of exciting mm-hmm. in a way Although it would be interesting to just listen to the um, BBC audio version with linking narration yeah. and you might actually get a more accurate picture from that than you do from the actual pictures. That's true too. Mm-hmm. 
or perhaps if you had the audio narration version with just sequential telesnaps, that's oh, your perfect world, isn't that it? That is absolutely my perfect world. Yep. I, I am that nerd. That that nerd is me. Should I? Mm, no, I'm not no, going to do d- that. D- don't go out of your This is Lazy Doctor Who. Do not go out of your way to do anything. That's true. We don't have that many uh, reconstructions to get through, so. Um, but we do have another one, another four at least, because mm-hmm. the rest of the Fury of the Deep oh. uh, from the Deep. Not the Fury from the Deep. Nope. Just Fury from the Deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I I hope you have enjoyed this. Uh, what we always record on ho- on holidays. <laughs> yes, Halloween. Is that a holiday? I suppose there's a day of. There's no day off, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still a holiday. Mm-hmm. It's holiday doesn't necessarily mean you get the day off from work That's for true. any holiday, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. Sorry, U.S. listeners. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So was that? Is that it? I think that's that's probably it. Yeah. Well, Remembrance Day is the next holiday. Mm-hmm. I'd like to carry on with the Fury from the Deep before that, but you never know. That would be nice. Yeah. But no promises, because we're lazy. Lazy Doctor Who on the Incomparable Network. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>